And we are back, we are back, we are back. <laughs> Hi, it's Ray from Lolita Dark. You are listening to Comic Pop Library. episode of comic pop heroes brought to you by comic pop library i'm richard along with jonathan and logan and in today's episode we're going to be looking at the graphic novel graveyard shift by jay ferber and friend bruno and they are the writer and artist respectively the letterer is ed dukshire and basically this is one that as far as I can tell right now is a standalone it might be more, but we'll get yeah. into that here in a bit. But in the tradition of Fright Night, The Lost Boys and Near Dark, a homicide detective and his girlfriend find their love put to the ultimate test when they run afoul of a gang of vampires. <laughs> 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 uh, this is a pretty much straight up story. There's nothing too new here. No, it's, it's not. Kind of the, just a, a rote story that it's, it's kind of retold, but it's it's in graphic novel form. Yeah, uh, it's not a bad story. It's done it's, well. The artwork's it's done, well, done yeah. well. Mm-hmm. The artwork is kind of a. I'm not going to say there are some dark parts in it, but there are some bright parts in it. it. I mean, it just depends on what scene they're in and how they do the lighting with their artwork. So mm-hmm. Fran Bruno, he really works with that. And it's really clean and nice artwork, I thought. Uh, pretty much traditional comic book artwork. If you've seen anything done by Image, uh, you pretty much know what their style is kind of similar to for the most part. It's one where... A group of officers go in, and they're doing basically going to a guy's apartment, which is a drug dealer or something like that. They yeah. crash through the doors, and lo and behold, he's climbing the ceiling, and they're like, oh, my God, and they start shooting at him and all that good stuff. Yep. And so Apparently, he was a stalker instead of a drug dealer, and they were going to bring him in for questioning on serial murder case. Yeah. I think it was a drug dealer, too, though, if yeah, I remember He might right. have been. But Seems like, but it, it's been a little while since I've read it, but. They went to his house to arrest him, basically. Yeah, they did. And they, they he attacks him, and he is, lo and behold, a vampire, and they end, end up, up in a ki- shootout, and boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they end up killing him, and then yeah. 
by shooting him through the window into the sunrise. <laughs> um, Guns can be useful against vampires. Yeah, if you get them into the sunlight, there you go. And they go home and are like, well, that, that sucks, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and they and figure they, his body drifted off into the current, yeah. the river thing. True. And they go about their business. And later that night, I'm assuming it's later that night, because I don't even think it's the next day, yeah. a couple of people from the, the nest. Unit. Yeah, the unit, they get they end up getting... Well, I'm talking about the nest of vampires. Oh, yeah. They go and kill the members of the, of the unit that of the went unit into that the killed their yeah. vampire, right? it seems right? like they tried Out to make revenge. it look like an accident in just about every case, too. Right, because they don't want to be found out. Yeah. But when they get to the... Lead, and I don't know the lead's last name, but Liam is the first name of the homicide detective. That's the lead. And his girlfriend is Hope Kincaid. They did have her last name. They show up at his door, and they're posing as contacts for Hope. So he kind of, okay, it's for you. You get the door. (laughs) He goes on about his business. She opens it, and they attack her and transform her into a vampire. Yeah, so and they fought them off. They didn't kill them though, but somehow they escaped. Not, did they escape, or did they just leave and say, "Oh, oh you're well." Well, they set his house on fire. They were okay. going to kill him, but well, like I said, it's been a little bit since I've read it. Pretty much in dead coma until later, right? Because so. right. they switched, turned her to a vampire, basically. Yeah, yeah. They she doesn't wake up until about two or three days later. Right. Yeah. I'm talking but about how they got out of the they apartment. They leave him knocked out in the burning building. And they thought both of them would die, though, even Hope, really. Because yeah. they didn't intend for her to survive and become a vampire either, I don't think. I think it's just happenstance. And mm-hmm. the fire drove them away so they couldn't do anything. Otherwise, they would have been killed. That's how I understood that, since, you're, like since that. you're showing it to me there. But something to that. And then, yeah, later on, Hope shows back up. And yeah. they basically are trying to figure out, you know, they find he just says, oh, crapola. Right. You, there's something weird going on with you. Well, that's <laughs> partially because they just had the boss of the vampires go, go ahead and kill him. And he barely manages to stop that from going on by a uh, use of the crosses in the little. Uh, what are those called? Crosses? No, this type of building. Mausoleum? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he went to her grave. Yeah. To And they they were there to waiting for him to kill him. And then, yeah. Yeah. And she rises at the same time, basically. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. That's like, she, excuse me. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> something's happening. Don't know what, but it's getting screwy. Yeah. And they go back to the apartment, and they... St- He's, they're still kind of like, I don't know if it's really vampires. <laughs> we need you to eat something. And he she's like, I can't eat this. And so yeah. they go, I got to figure out what's going on. So he, he leaves. Picks up, he picks up a pack of blood from the hospital on the way home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They pretty much figure out that vampires. But I, okay. Quick. I did want to um, kind of talk about something that Michelle said about it she said that when okay. when she read when we were on our way up i uh-huh. don't know if it was up to oklahoma or back from oklahoma she was she read it 
And she turned around and she said, for me, it was kind of boring because it's just one of those stories where it's just a continuous, ah, she's a vampire now. We need to cure her. We need to find a cure. And and I I turned around and I was like, well, Michelle, I mean, it's it's a beginning story. (laughs) It's just the way the story's written out. I mean, the same thing goes for... You know, if this was about werewolves, it'd probably be the same thing. Ah, it's a werewolf. We need to find a cure. You know, so I mean, I can understand where she, where she's coming from with it because you know most vampire stories and werewolf stories do kind of get repetitive. But for me, you know, this was kind of a interesting take on one way because normally it's the main character who actually gets turned. And this time it was his girlfriend. Yeah. So though she it, becomes moderately almost the main character in her own right too. And in a oh, way, yeah. I agree with you on that. Um, but uh, normally it's like the main character who's looking for a cure for himself. But right. this time it's the main character looking for a cure for his girlfriend. Oh. So mm-hmm. in a way, they kind of switch aspects just a little bit, a little bit not yeah. by much. But they kind of switched it up just a little bit. And at least one part of their objective, killing the boss vampire, makes sense even without the looking for a cure thing. Because you don't really want to have someone existing that can just order you to kill your boyfriend. Right. It's it's pretty much traditional vampire lore because he can control... His vampires his under him, and that's crowbar, holy water, all that are uh, anathema or whatever you call it, bangs, weapons, Though, yeah. weapons, <laughs> vulnerabilities. Because <laughs> you can't really call sunlight a weapon. Yeah, you can. Eh, it's a weapon, sure. Because vampires, it is. <laughs> yeah. so the exorcist girl does say that you are not evil. You must believe this. That's, yeah. I think her name was Wanda, but yeah, they call her and uh, try to figure out is there a possible yep, cure, and she basically says no. And they go, and Crowmire is the le- is the main vampire of the nest in that city. Yeah, that, not boss. It, it does have a name. It is Crowmire. Yep. <laughs> I do know that name. <laughs> but they go to him. Uh, basically, uh, like I said, they find out that. When Hope's still in her first stages, before they even go to this Wanda lady even, they don't have the blood right then because they go to the apartment. He goes out and gets some. When he comes back, she's already gone out and hunted. Yep. And she's ready to basically, and there's a little bit of a sexual situation, but there's no nudity yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, and then, it only gets the underwear level. Right. <laughs> and, and because she's fed, she's... Basically invigorated, drunk. drunk. You're right, and he figures out, oh, who'd you kill? And she basically, oh, it's fine, it's fine. It was bad guys. <laughs> yeah, that it makes was sense. one of a trio yeah. of muggers. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So they didn't go and get the blood right away. He left her behind to go get the blood, and then she went hunting on her own. And mm-hmm. and then they called in the Wanda to say, hey, is there a cure? And she goes, nope, sorry, you're sol. And then they go find Crowmire, I think, to verify and yeah, also kill him because he can control her. Yeah, and he does mention that he found a cure at one point, or alludes to it. Right. <clears throat> By the time I found a cure, I no longer wanted it. Yeah, he wanted to 
stay alive forever because he was ready to hey hey let's it's party time mm-hmm. and he was a nightclub owner which is i mean when you're looking at this story it's pretty much any traditional vampire story because in most books right the vampires tend to be nightclub owners or bar owners some <laughs> type of you know a nighttime activity actually and that's why they have graveyard shift because you have to work at night so you got to yep. work the graveyard shift so though there is something else instead mm. of just the nightclub the primary way they got victims was a photography thing for right up and coming models which they basically turned into and they kidnapped and yeah. kept them as uh feed bags mm-hmm. basically in essence yeah because I don't Lobsters think they killed them right cages. away. Because I think they kept them as long as they could to feed on them. So it kind of had a slavery, excuse me, slavery ring mm-hmm. aspect storyline to it too, which is kind of regular for a vampire story too, to a degree. Yep, nocturne photography. So it it so it it was a good story. It's just that it, there's nothing new per se. It's pretty much the same old stories uh, the artwork is very nice whether there's going to be more books well the way it ends it feels like it's going to have more but as of this time yeah. there has not been anything else published that i could find in a graphic novel form anyway i don't know about single issues it could go either way but mm-hmm. i noticed on the sign there they leave out on the street sign. there's at least two uh, so where does this sign? To other things. It's uh, one of those, there's this many miles to these different towns. It's Jerusalem's Lot, Santa Carla, Collinsport, and Sunnydale. I recognize at least Jerusalem's <laughs> Lot and Sunnydale. Sunnydale. Yep, Sunnydale. Everybody Sunnydale probably knows that one. Buffy! Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I recognize Jerusalem's Lot from... Blood Blockade Battlefront, but I'm assuming they got that name from somewhere, too, because, yeah, that seems like a fairly important <laughs> name anyway. And I don't know if those are actual towns I'm in that area, because I think yeah. it takes place roughly in California, L.A. area, yeah. and I think that's where Buffy takes place, Sunnydale, right. California. Yeah. So that one, I don't know if they were actually using actual names like that as well. But it is a, like a callback as well to Buffy, so that's kind of neat. And if it was a callback to Jerusalem's Lot for that game you were talking about. Uh, that manga, but that's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, manga? Okay. And on a completely different note, I was watching the CW the other day, and mm-hmm. you know how Buffy originated as a comic book? No, it didn't. It was a movie. Oh, was it? Well, yeah. I mean, well, they had the They comic have a books, comic book for but, it, though. No. You know how... Uh, yeah, they have comics. Oh, they have it now, yeah, but it's originated as a movie. Yeah. Sorry. Go you ahead. know how Archie originated as a comic? Uh-huh. They're coming out with a new show called Riverdale on the CW. Yeah, they also had the uh, Halloween-ish themed Archie's... Yeah, but that oh, was Afterlife? The no, 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 no. The Archie's, Archie's, the Archie's weird... Archie's Archie's Weird Mysteries is what yeah. you're talking about. Okay. That one. That <laughs> you're both talking I at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that I bought at the one going house, but we never watched so far. Oh, we, we watched parts of it. Uh, we watched the three or four episodes yep. that the library had before we stopped yep. using VHSs, but... True, so we watched yeah. part of it. Yep. But we now <laughs> so, have the full series, and we've never yeah. really watched it. And I thought I thought you were talking about Archie Afterlife, because that was a 
that was a horror Archie comic, which was kind of strange. That was fairly good. <laughs> it was good, but it was different because Archie's yep. toted as the goody two-shoes stuff. But going back to Graveyard Shift, uh, by, this is one where the larger libraries can slide it into their collections. Uh, the other libraries, it, it would be up to you. Uh, like I said, this is not anything brand new. The way it stands, it could be an individual story, whether they'll come out with any more stuff or not. They might, or they might just leave it how it is, and it's one of those endings where they're driving off, and you just fill in the blanks on your own type of story. You can say if they survived or not and found the cure or whatnot on your own. And I think it's also one of those, they kind of relay it to the, what was it, the night, what was it, night shift? Or Fright Night, Lost Boys, and Near Dark, because it yeah. would kind of use regular day people. You know, they didn't use people that were rich or had superpowers. And, well, till Hope got her vampirism, then she had the superpower. But mm-hmm. it was just regular yeah. people. And she was a regular person before she got turned. So that's one of the things. And they do have death. She has to fear death as well. Like you said, the sunlight yeah. earlier. And then you wanted to mention the one of the battles in the club when they yeah. took out Cromire, how what they used. <laughs> A super soaker. Because he would have to frisk me. <laughs> Filled with? Holy, holy water. water. There we go. <laughs> holy, holy, holy water. <laughs> now, I know that's not the song, but hey. <laughs> Yeah, fit by golly. Yeah. Uh, again, the artwork, you know, I enjoyed the artwork in it. I mean, it, it's pretty much standard image artwork. If you've seen some of their work, it's pretty much what they're used to doing. Not too outlandish. But that's going to pretty much do it for us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us here at Comic Pop Library, you can email us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. You can get in touch with us through our Facebook and Twitter accounts. Just look up Comic Pop Library. Like us. Follow us there as well. We are also on iTunes. You can follow us there and subscribe to us. Leave us some feedback, and we'll read them on the air. One of the things we've gotten back here lately is from City Bird Publicity, a music PR company that uses us with some of their artists. They just wanted to say uh, thank you for the kind words for Brett Ferguson's band and his single, Take You Home. So they really appreciated that, and so did Brett. And again, we appreciate them keeping us in the loop with some Mm -hmm. of the newer independent artists out there that are doing their music for everybody to enjoy. So we appreciate that. So send us your emails, tweets. Facebook, PMs, messages, whatever, put on our page. We'll get them on here and read them as well. We've been talking about Graveyard Shift for this episode. It's written by Jay Ferber. Friend Bruno does the artwork, and Ed Dirkshire is the letterer. It is done by Image Comics, so if you want to look and possibly get that and pick it up for your library, you can do that through your personal jobbers, comic book shops, wherever you might get it. Or check it out at your local library and read it there. We've been having fun here tonight. Hope everybody's had fun out there listening to us. We'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye now. Bye. See ya. I can see it all so clear. Please believe me. I really had something to say. But now it's bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.